Greetings and welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, to episode 297 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly news, culture, and gaming podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, and I'm joined this week by Daffod Mark Moody, who's looking up the name of Quicksilver. That's it! <laughs> Thank you! I knew as soon as he said it, I just thought it was funny, because of the point I was trying to make, and you couldn't remember his name. <laughs> nope, I could not, but... Before we get into anything, Amy, let's just have the greatest song ever. Na 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 na. Hey hey hey, Red Bull in the bin. Na 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 na. Everybody, na 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 na. Everybody, hey hey. Max in the bin. Boom boom boom. It may have been. Boring. 40 laps of boredom, but it was still at the end. It funny. just pulled me back in. <laughs> very, very funny. Oh. <laughs> yeah, F1 is back. I'm so happy, even though this was a bit Shit. dull. <laughs> Let's be frank, it was a bit dull until like the last 10 laps or so. Because everyone was just like, oh my god, what's going on? They're all on fresh tyres. This is what should have happened in, in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Damn. Michael Massey! <laughs> Human, Human error. error my ass. <laughs> yeah, um, no. How you doing? Happy. I'm not bad, yeah. Not bad at all. It was funny. It was funny watching it. Then texting you. And watching it and then texting you. Waiting for you to see the text. <laughs> I wasn't seeing the text really I'm behind you, remember? I know. I know. I avoid your messages because I know you're ahead of me. No, oh, you avoid my messages. Yeah. Sounds a lot of people. If I see mind. if I see your if I see your little face on my <laughs> on my phone light up, I know something's happened. And if I wait a couple of minutes, I'll and find you out see what 10 it messages is. Just like something seriously happened. <laughs> and then I check, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> and then you send me voice clips of singing, and I was like, I'm I appreciate this. this is good. She we approved. Like that's all it that matters. Like yeah, but no, yeah, I'm a, yeah. It's Monday, everybody. You know what that means. I was wondering if you're gonna get around to that. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> Just like all men do eventually. We get there in the end. Mostly. Kinda. Who knows? My partner hasn't left me yet, so. <laughs> but we have also agreed that we both have settled already, so we're just like, we're good. <laughs> You're one of the good ones. <laughs> but no, yeah. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. How are you? I'm good. Like the week, the last week was better than the week before. So I'll take that. Like you know, like, <laughs> the week yeah. before was just bad for no no particular reason. I was talking to a bunch yeah. of people that that week who were all saying the same thing. Like mental health is just bad. Took a beat like, There was so weeks, many people, it? and then yeah. <clears throat> last week was better. I went out. I went to go and see churches. That was amazing. Missed live music a lot. I um, just dust. Finished Elden Ring. You did. Tried to fill the void in my in my life with Tunic. I finished <laughs> Tunic and reviewed it. You've got the you've got you the do, books, so and I'm glad you reviewed it. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm glad you reviewed it because it means I don't have to keep playing it. So we're all good. Oh, that's unfair. Just... Elden Ring has broken you, hasn't it? No. 
because I'm playing Octopath, uh, not Octopath, uh, Triangle Strategy, and I'm like, this is great. I'm on fun. Octopath, Octopath. I keep it's calling it because it's Octopath Traveler. <laughs> I just keep calling it Octopath Traveler. I did it like three times last week. Yeah. Um. No, 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 it hasn't broken me. Not at all. Mm. I just don't like tuning. <laughs> it's not clicking for you, isn't it? No, no, no. Well, that's a shame. That's uh, a shame. But it's fine. That's oh, what happens. Fascinating to see what you think I feel about it. Stick and, stick and move. I think your opinion is completely valid, no matter what it is. <laughs> and your opinion is completely valid, whatever it means, ever. Like, you know, you think what you think about Tunic, and that's what you think. And yeah. and that's that's how this all works. <laughs> it's, how, it how, it's how it's meant to work, anyway. See? This is a good relationship when we talk about games. She says she doesn't like something. I'm not going to kill her for it if I like it. <laughs> if I hit her, I don't like something. She ain't going to kill me. Well, I don't know. Like she might just stab me a lot in Among Us <laughs> to get out of vengeance of it. Depends how many I times you tell me you don't like yeah, something. That's true. No, that's true. Like, yeah, I can be irritating when I want to get my point across. <laughs> yes, when you want to get your point across, and only yes. then. Yes. <laughs> But it's good. It's good for like we're on the upward trend, I think. Um, for me, yeah, personally. I hope so. Yeah, um, it's been one of those like a couple of weeks, on it? So hopefully we are gonna get uh, something. All I can see right now is on my because uh, I've got a, set, a separate Discord for college and everything like that. Uh, all my college classroom are all dropping like flies with catching COVID right now. Great. I was like, oh, you poor bastards! I'm so glad I work from home. Yeah. <laughs> Follow I was just about to say, like, awesome. you know, oh, yeah, it's been a bad couple of weeks. And I was just going to say, for no discernible reason. And then I, like, stopped myself in my head. And I was like, what do you mean for no discernible reason? Warren East in Europe, COVID, conservatives, Boris Johnson, Max Verstappen. <laughs> like, there's tons of reasons to feel bad about everything. <laughs> and, mm. like, yeah, sometimes you just got to give yourself permission to, like, feel the feelings that you feel. Sometimes you just gotta cry. Sometimes you just gotta let it all out and just have to have a good old cry. Or scream into a pillow. Or scream. I did that this week. (laughs) And not for fun reasons. (laughs) I can understand that. Yeah. (laughs) I just wallowed in self pity. (laughs) Self pity is good. It's a good move. We like that move. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yes. We have the strangest banter sometimes. I like it. It's good. Yeah. It's somewhere between wholesome and self care and ridiculous Craziness. and nonsensical. Um, and people <laughs> dig it. So yeah. fuck it. Just do it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. But I've had my Bulbasaur looking after me. And Umbreon's been That's there good. as well. So. I've got a pussy and my little heart cushion. You have. And yeah. Tara. I, lie. No, I want to point yeah. it out because what you said, once you see it, you can't unsee it. So I'm pointing at it so everybody who's watching the video podcast can see it and not unsee it. <laughs> All I like, I was like very tempted thinking, hmm, I could just drive to a Smith's and buy my own Bugsy because I could use some healthcare right now. Because <laughs> <So laughs> there I, was one I liked there, wasn't there, if I remember rightly. There was. You liked Bugsy and there was a one that I was thinking, oh, I like the look of that. And I had to make there a was choice. Like a theme, yeah. um, <laughs> there was like Buzzy, there was a Ladybird one, there was an Owl one. Yeah. Um, but no, I almost went to Smith's. Like, we, I was meeting people in town, um, and I needed mm-hmm. to go to town for, like, stuff anyway. So I was just turned yes. into a stuff plus things like Totoro um, excursion. And, like, I was, like, on the day, I was, like, we could just go just go to Smith's. Smith's. Yeah. Because that place is heaven. 
It's exactly until what to- I need. Until Toys R Us returns and then Smith's dies. And then, no, no they, but they, we can have both. We can walk <laughs> in a one, wander around it, come out, and then be like, there's a whole other one we can wander around now too. There's enough buildings with the, with the name Toys R Us out in the UK. They just, 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 they just need to get the keys and go back in. Yeah, clean it up a bit, a little bit, and do dust it. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> put, some, put some stuff in, in the shops, you know, like, yeah. to buy. Phasmophobia <laughs> has been fun this week. Oh, God. Last night was a oh my God. pretty thirsty, wasn't it? Twitch.tv. Slash words about games. <laughs> why would you say something like that? I don't understand why everybody was talking about how thirsty Faz was last night. <laughs> I was just, I was, I don't, I don't get it. I don't even know what happened. I don't even know how that switch got flicked in my brain. And I just went, yeah, okay. <laughs> words about games after talk. That's what I said. Here we are. I had it down as gotta scare them all. I need to change that to <laughs> something different. <laughs> I fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna flirt with them all. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think even the ghosts were feeling a bit uncomfortable. Well, well, it was one funny part when you literally said, fucking pick up that fuck and stab me in the eye. That was Two before the thirst. Later, you died. I died, yeah. That was, that was before the thirst. That was when I was just channeling. I don't know what kind of energy I was channeling. And I just said, listen, right? I don't think you're here, but if you want to prove it, you can pick up that plate and jam it in my eye socket. And then more or less picked up the plate and jammed it in my eye socket. Yeah, and threw your head through a wall. <laughs> It was a good one. Um, the other one, the the other the other amazing coincidence. Um, oh, I'd love it if this ghost picked me up, held me in its strong arms. <laughs> and yep, yeah, <laughs> and not even the worst of it. it wasn't. Nope, it really wasn't. It wasn't. It's probably for the best that you. It's probably for the best that you are on the on the stream and not me. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine that content? (laughs) Next time, I'm gonna carry it forward. (laughs) I'm taking this energy to the group phasmophobia games when there's more than just me and you. Wait until Sugar Daddy's back. (laughs) Wait until Fast Daddy's back. Yep. And he's just like, what the fuck are you doing, Amy? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. (laughs) Somebody help me. It's a cry for help, really. It was. It was a cry for help. Speaking of a cry for help, shall we, uh, let's get on with the podcast, because this is the Words About Games podcast. You can get the video podcast every Monday on YouTube.com slash Words About Games UK or the audio version on a variety of platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and a few that we haven't never heard of before in our entire lives. I haven't even put them in the show notes, because then the joke wouldn't work. It wouldn't. (laughs) There's timestamps. <laughs> nice. There's time. How? It's like it's been like the nicest day of the year so far, and you're sitting and 
Like I'm it's really fucking midwinter. Right <laughs> and and like I love the juxtaposition of you. You've got your fucking, you've got your door closed, your heating on, your tea, you got your hoodie. I'm sitting here with sipping on a fucking on a fucking orange juice with my tits half out. Like it's say, pretty warm in here. Da- you're looking quite you're looking quite dapper. I, I thank you. I'll take dapper. <laughs> I'll take anything I can get. As you found out last night when we were playing Phasmophobia. There are timestamps in the descriptions wherever you get this podcast. So you can watch the podcast in any order you want. You can watch it backwards if you really want to. We don't mind. We're just happy that you're here. And if you want to hang out, we play some games and try to bang some ghosts. You can head over to twitch.tv slash words about games. Oh, and do I that. I've, we didn't play Fall Guys. I've, no, I just, <clears throat> you know what? I feel like I'm just reorienting my <laughs> entire brand at this point. <laughs> oh, God. What's going to happen when we actually play Mario Kart? Never mind Mario <laughs> Kart. What's going to happen? I think I think I should play Fat Mass Effect. <laughs> Could oh, you imagine? Yes. Could you yes. imagine? Oh, my God. Yes. Me and you have being to like I'm in bugger. fucking heat playing Mass <laughs> Effect. <laughs> Oh, but you won't you you won't get your date until the you won't get your date until the third game, so you'll be waiting. That doesn't mean forever. I can't objectify all of the very pretty people in Mass Effect of one That's two. true, like, yeah, that's true. And that's will. True. <laughs> and will. And will. <laughs> Love it. I don't Love know. It. I don't know. Because I've got the Dragon Age sound Dragon Age Inquisition soundtrack on my YouTube now. I'm just like Oh and I was listening to it while I was chopping up the veg for Sunday lunch and I was like Oh, this is such a good game. No, my. I can't go back. I've got games to play. <laughs> I changed. My no, I can't. Don't do this. No, to I me. know. Someone wrote an article and shared it on Twitter about Dragon Age Origins, and I was just like, I don't really want to play that again. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, I'm not gonna. But no, like I, I blame it on I, I blame it on like there's a change in my HRT like that I made like the way I take it, and I feel like it's just fucking sent me up a height <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 in a mm-hmm. in a good way apparently hey what are you gonna do we need to find you a girl <laughs> we need to find you a lady fast <laughs> fast very fast it looks like it <laughs> i don't know if many i don't know if 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 many women that i would like to see are gonna click on this podcast given the headline of it. Like, I feel like I feel like we're we're more likely to attract turfs than <laughs> nice women. So put on at the no no I'm not gonna nope. finish that sentence. I'm not nope. gonna finish that sentence. Nope. Ready? No. <laughs> it's not fine. On the, on the podcast. Then at least. I'm quite liking this outfit and makeup combo. So I think I'm just gonna do some Instagram stuff after this. <laughs> That'll make me feel better. But anyway, shall we? Get in Before we start, I'll Go send on. you a virtual hug. Oh, it's fine. I'm fine. I feel like it's he, about a franchise which I feel like you feel like I'm gone I feel, down the shit. I mean, it was always in the shit. I feel like you're gonna you you think I'm coming at this with like a sad energy, but like I I'm coming at this with like the fury of a thousand exploding suns. Is that a kung fu move? I feel like that was in a kung fu movie. Fury of a thousand suns. I'm mm. Yeah. The Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> the Fury of a Thousand Suns. It's it well it uh, uh, 
God. What is it? It's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> it's not where I got it from, but it was the first result that came up. So let's talk about Hogwarts Legacy. You know, that topic everybody loves to hear from me about, about how the game you want to play is harmful to people like me. Like, I love being, like, the fun police. But I did a thing, because I've said this, I've said stuff on podcasts multiple times before, and I'm sure I will again right after I do this. But I borrowed other people's words this time. Because, like, a bunch of people wrote a bunch of cool articles, and they're cool people. The articles will all be linked in the description. I haven't pulled the entire entirety of all of these articles because otherwise that would be the entire podcast and Mooney would just be sitting there as I read for two hours. We're not doing that. So go click those articles. They're cool. Anyway, the first article is from Jesse Earl over at GameSpot who wrote a bunch of words including at a glance the Harry Potter series would appear to be in a healthy place. The lucrative Wizarding World franchise has a third Fantastic Beasts film coming, a TBS game show, an ongoing Broadway play, two theme parks, a potential live-action streaming series, and, most notably to gamers, a highly anticipated return to the AAA gaming world with Avalanche Software's Hogwarts Legacy. However, the franchise has, sadly, remained in the ever-present shadow of a larger conversation. Creator J.K. Rowling... I thought I was getting. I thought I thought one. Like, oh, I'm seeing. I'm hallucinating. I thought like a warning popped up on my other monitor and just nothing. <laughs> oh no! <clears throat> Creator J.K. Rowling's you public said a name and it came back to bite you in the ass. <laughs> just appears behind me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at this point. Creator J.K. Rowling's public support of anti-transgender rhetoric, as well as her support for the people and groups that spread it, all expressed on social media, her website, and in her activism. This has not been an isolated incident, but a continued stance for Rowling dating all the way back to 2018 and continuing into March 2022 at the time of writing, when she tweeted out misinformation around an upcoming vote in Scotland on gender identification issues, among numerous other tweets targeted at trans people. While the conversation around trans issues may not directly affect most outside of the trans community, Rowling doubling down on trans issues has, has forced the topic to the forefront of many people's minds when it comes to the ongoing Harry Potter franchise. It has required many of us to think about whether we can still support the Harry Potter franchise in light of Rowling's discriminatory words and actions. What does supporting Rowling even mean? It cannot be ignored that J.K. Rowling has placed herself at the head of this active hate and discriminatory movement to the point that her name has become synonymous with anti-trans hate. Gender-critical groups have paid for, quote, I heart J.K. Rowling, end quote, ads to be displayed in Canada, used to dog whistle support for anti-trans movements and to make trans people <coughs> feel uncomfortable in public spaces nearby. One of the people who put the signs up was unsurprisingly arrested for being antagonistic towards trans people and attempting to punch someone. I've seen numerous comments on my work for GameSpot and elsewhere be targeted by transphobes with statements of, quote, I stand with J.K. Rowling, end quote, alongside active misgendering, transphobic language, and hate directed at me and trans people in general, all used to give plausible deniability that they were, quote, just standing up for an author, end quote, or, quote, defending the rights of women, end quote, apparently ignoring the irony that they were actively attacking a writer and a woman in the process. This occurs to many public-facing trans women. All of this, and then there's like a bunch of information <laughs> before this paragraph. All of this finally brings us back to the Harry Potter franchise and Hogwarts legacy. 
Rowling is not directly involved in the game, and although WB Interactive's president failed to condemn Rowling's words, the developers inside the company have worked to let you create a transgender character in the game. However, it's still difficult for any trans person to look at any element of the Harry Potter franchise and not see the harm that continues to be perpetuated by the woman who created it. I, and this is the author of the article, used to adore listening to Harry Potter audiobooks as comfort, but now I can't turn them on without being reminded of a woman who has actively argued against the reality of my existence and championed harm towards my community. <clears throat> so that was number one. Uh, we've got another one up here from Imran Khan over at Fanbyte. Legend. <laughs> the legend that is Imran Khan. <laughs> he is a legend. It was funny. I saw him trending on my side of a Twitter, and so I clicked on it. I was like, oh, he must have said something witty. And I, mean, I was like, oh, that's not Imran. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> okay. Do not want to see that. <laughs> it was something about a war. What's happening right now? So I'm just going to say that. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Oh, this isn't That's about it. video games at all. <laughs> no, it was not. I was like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Uh, this is from Imran Khan's article on Fanbyte titled Everything from Today's Har Hogwarts Legacy State of Play, which is just a best title. Uh, uh, I'll be straight with you. This is not a recap of Hogwarts Legacy WB Games' latest attempt at applying their port key initiative to making more Wizarding World games. After much discussion, neither I nor the rest of the Fanbyte staff particularly want to engage with the game's marketing. We realize that's a decision people and teams should make individually and also affect more than just the genuinely vile JK Rowling, but we're at least staying out of the pre-release hype cycle for the game. <coughs> we don't believe this is taking sides at a debate. There is no debate here. Rowling's feelings, statements, and public campaigning are repugnant and morally wrong. There aren't sides in whether transhuman beings deserve equal protection and rights and whether trans children need to be protected. Separating art from the artist isn't a virtue or something to brag about. It just speaks to your ability to close your eyes and ignore the actual real-world harm a living, benefiting person receives from your silence and compliance. Rowling may not be on the active development team for the game, but she continues to benefit from the existence of the IP and its profits in tangible, noticeable ways. That may never actually stop, but we don't have to do our part in feeding it. And then the last one from Eric Switzer over at The Gamer, who wrote a bunch of stuff, including a few paragraphs I borrowed. Because, you know, sometimes it's nice to find words that... It's nice to find people put things into words that you want to put into words, but you can't because you're screaming into a pillow. <laughs> that is completely fair which to be fair like i could have just done for the first 20 minutes of this podcast and i feel like everybody would have been like yeah i get it <laughs> now that Rowling has become the figurehead of a hate group we can't just buy a harry potter game without grappling with the social and ethical ramifications of supporting her media empire some have called for a boycott of hogwarts legacy and harry potter while others remain committed to the franchise believing that nuances of business will allow them to enjoy the wizarding world while keeping their hands clean this isn't the only boycott conversation the gaming community has had in recent memory. A similar debate spawned out of the Activision Blizzard lawsuit and provoked many to call for a boycott of Diablo 2 Resurrected. The arguments made then were largely the same as the arguments being made now. We'll undoubtedly have the exact same conversation again when Hogwarts Legacy, Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 come out too. The discourse is circular and unending, but I, the author of the article, arrived at a position that has the power to free us all from spending the rest of our lives fighting the same social media battle every time a company or person in games does something to compromise the ethics of their work. Here it is. 
Boycotts don't work, but you still have a moral imperative to oppose harm when you see it. Just because a boycott is out of the question doesn't mean we have to be nihilistic about our purchasing decisions. A boycott is a protest. It's meant to elicit a response from the person or business you're boycotting. But Rowling isn't going to change her mind and Warner Brothers isn't going to cancel the game. There's nothing we can do in this situation but oppose harm when we see it. If you believe that JK Rowling's behavior and words are harming trans people, then you should not buy the Harry Potter game. I want to take a second to address those that believe Rowling is a danger to trans lives but think they could still rationalize buying Hogwarts Legacy. There's a few common arguments I've seen, many of which could be applied to the Activision Blizzard situation as well, and I don't think they stand up to scrutiny. It doesn't matter that Rowling didn't work on the game or that the studio has feebly distanced itself from her politics. Rowling's strength as a media figure comes from her being the creator of Harry Potter. As long as the Harry Potter IP thrives, Rowling will continue to be a powerful and influential person in the world. It wouldn't matter if she didn't make a dime from Harry uh, from Hogwarts Legacy directly. Propping up the Harry Potter props up Rowling, and it always will. You also can't defend the, the game by claiming you want... Let me try that sentence again. <clears throat> you also can't defend buying the game by claiming you want to show your support for the developers. There are many people that work at Avalanche Software that oppose Rowling's view, and it's tragic that they likely worked on this game for years before Rowling exposed her beliefs. I sympathize with them, but to say you intend to buy the game to support those developers is disingenuous. Without the case, you would have bought every game ever made in order to support the developers that made them. As our own Stacey Henley points out in a recent piece on the subject, quote, If you're supporting them specifically because they're working on Harry Potter, then you're not supporting them. You're doing this thing called buying a video game, end quote. You're not punishing the developers of Rowling's behavior. You're not publishing the developers for Rowling's behavior if you don't buy the game. Developers aren't paid based on sales and bonuses based on performance have largely gone out of fashion. Even when that happened, it was typically in relation to review scores, not sales numbers. If you're worried about people getting laid off, if the game isn't successful enough, remember that that's something that happens to most studios all the time after a game launches, regardless of how many copies were sold. These developers need unions, not more sales. You can't possibly do the right thing all of the time, but you can do this. Don't buy Hogwarts Legacy if you care about the rights of trans people. It almost certainly won't change anything, but it's the right things to do, and sometimes that's all we can do. There's lots more in all three of those articles. They're all linked uh, in the description of wherever you are watching or listening to this podcast. I especially recommend the GameSpot one by Jesse Earl. Totally didn't forget the name. Um, <laughs> just, just, just scroll up. Um, it just like lays out everything all at once. Um, and for me, it's like I've heard people say, like, "Wow, it's a really harrowing read." And for me, it's just been my life for the last four years. So I was just like, "It's just, it's just a recap." It's like you know, previously on Harry Potter, transform Adamana, what the yeah. TV show would be called, but yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, the GameSpot article is kind of very illuminating. Just in, like, for me, part of, like, what she says at the end is, like, she used to listen to the Harry Potter books or read them or audiobook them. So did I. I've admitted on many occasions, I loved Harry Potter. I grew up on it. I thought it was an amazing book series and thought it was very well done, and I connected to a lot of the characters. I'll say this to... J.K. Rowland, I bet there was a lot of trans people who connected to a lot of your characters, you fucking idiot of a person. But I digress. 
at the end of the day, we all know the power IP isn't an incredible can be just alone is can be incredibly powerful. We've seen it with Call of Duty on many occasions, even when the games of quote unquote a lot of people say suck, they're the best selling games every single year yeah like you're on someone streaming their twitch page and they're like man the, hey, th- this year's fifa is fucking terrible while they're playing this year's fifa <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it like make, all it right then yeah, <laughs> okay makes no sense. yeah it's like an ip power like we've seen it when it comes to like touch subject and even for me and myself you want to say this name in disney like they are they are gonna be the pr- top tier when it comes to leveraging an ip power they've done it for years they've done an incredible they've been incredibly successful with that there, there's no doubt about that there's universes people are trying studios around the world have tried to do replicate the mcu many many times and all have failed i'm glad they're starting to stop that now <laughs> yeah sounds like it <laughs> but no way um i've said i'm multiple kids and i will not be buying this game and i won't even be renting this game whatsoever i just uh can't and just good conscience not just just because like i know amy and she's one of my best friends in the world and i know and everything like that it's literally just i do not agree with this person and she's she is sadly ripping an ip apart that i love apart and making it so uncomfortable for me to even want to read the books I don't even read the book anymore or listen to the audibles. I'm very tempted to delete them, but I'm just like, I spent money on those fuckers at the same time. I'm just like, <laughs> I can't get my money back. What annoys me even more? Um, Continue talking. Yeah, no worries. Um, the thing is that, like, like, and like we've said on many occasions, like people like say, I want to support the developers. Like one of the articles says, yeah, it's like, you're not supporting them. <laughs> they're already paid yeah i mean they don't not get paid for three years or four years of yeah, a like, development yeah, cycle free until the fucking game gets sold and then they get yeah. like 0.5 percent of the sales or some bollocks like yeah like, and what, yeah. how does that work <laughs> yeah it's just it, it's unfeasible like what one of the articles literally says i don't know i think it's the last one says they need like we've said on multiple cases especially with what, what happened with ubisoft and especially activision last year they video game developers need to unionize to help protect them more because at the end of the day i'll say this right now we know it's going to happen some people from this studio are sadly going to get sacked or made made redundant to bring in a fresh lot of talent it happens all the time it really does and it's i know people AAA don't want to hear that yeah people don't want to hear that but it does and it's not because the game sold well badly or sold ter- greatly or anything like that they just want to bring in a fresh bunch of talent they just and everything like that and it's disgusting that they do this that's why again they need a union guys the thing like like i've said the worst thing is about it i've seen the trailer for the latest uh, fantastic beast it's a fucking good trailer and that's what pisses me off even more amy i'm like jesus this woman why have you just decided to turn into no let's not say that why have you decided to show your true colors why have you decided literally to become freaking the thing that was the villain of your book series, Voldemort? Why have you decided to literally become a hateful, spineless little snake? I hate seeing it, and it's just disgusting to see all these things when you see it. 
And these articles are amazing. Like, shout out to like all of them. But I loved Imran Khan's tweet when he when the whole reveal came after the state of play. I thought that was amazing. But yeah, it's like I don't know what what you what are you thinking, Amy? <laughs> I can only imagine what you're thinking. <laughs> Why am I even saying that word? Asking where, that question. But. Where, what where am I do thinking? I where do I stop? <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> Two hours. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we don't an anymore. Like, yeah, an hour and a half. Yeah. But like, no, like, I, I mean, I'm I'm all over the shop when I'm like, when I think about stuff like this because it goes obviously for me it goes beyond just video games, like because it's like my entire life. Like a huge part of my life is like, is this thing that like JK Rowling hates me for? I don't know why. Like, I mean, I do know why. Like, she tries to explain write a fucking manifesto, and I've seen all the things she writes on Twitter and says and does, and the people that she decides to associate with. Like, so it, unfortunately, like, it does make sense to me, but like, that's why I'm all over the place on this subject. Like, that's why when, like, people, like, link me, like, oh, look, Harry Potter and, like, Hogwarts Legacy. And I'm just like, I got nothing for you. I'm sorry. I just don't. <laughs> cool. You want to continue to like that game? I mean, uh, Steph Sterling said it quite well last week uh, before the state of play happened, where it's just like, like the game all you want. And if you're going to buy it, you're going to buy it. But it means I'm going to trust you less. Like, because four, four years ago, you could kind of get away with oh shit i didn't know that but like i don't know that like this is this is everywhere (laughs) like this 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 what jk rowling has done over the past few years is literally in like mainstream media in this country like it's part of a whole push in the mainstream media and i don't think you can escape it so when i look at that and like why do you want to talk to me about it like um, do you want me to absolve you of like liking the hogwarts legacy game because you know i'm not gonna do that like i think eric uh in the in the final article we talked about summed it up quite summed up like my feelings on the subject quite well where i've kind of tiptoed around sort of being like you know what like like you know you know my philosophy on most things is like what you like i don't care like but, like, I've kind of tiptoed around the Hogwarts thing because, like, yeah, you know what? It fucking sucks if you prioritize playing a fucking video game over, like, you know, start standing up for someone who, like, it's not like she just tweets some mean things and then people's feelings get hurt. Like, this is, like, causing active harm to, to like, trans people and the trans community. Not just even in the UK. <clears throat> we saw one of the, um, one of the, the, the bills of the many, many bills that have been proposed over the past few years in, in, in America. And one of the people who was speaking in support of it used the J.K. Rowling's words to help try and get that bill passed. Like, the the things that she says and does, because of how much power and influence she has, has a direct effect on so many people's safety and rights around the world. And if you're saying you prioritize Harry Potter over that, I don't know how comfortable I can possibly feel around you. Yeah. Like, I need rights. You don't need to play a video game. (laughs) That's true. I would like to pee in peace. Like, that's that's where the bars are. That's like, true. that's where yeah. we're at right now. Like, the bar ain't high. That's the thing about <laughs> it. You're not asking for much. <laughs> 
I want to go out without having stones thrown at me, without being spat, <clears> without being stared at, without being laughed at, without being talked about behind my back, and just being able to not feel terror every time I want to go to the toilet. Yeah. Tip. That's where I'm at. Also, it would be nice to not wake up every day and find out there's a new news article in, like, The Times or something. Like, that'd be cool, too. But, you know, we'll take baby steps first. I think the thing what's happening, what, and this is not just about, like, the trans rights or anything like that. I think it's just about, like, especially what's happening in America, like, what, like what I brought up with Disney and everything, what's happening with that fucking shit fire as well. Thank you very much, Bob Chirpek. I hate you <laughs> right now. Um... <clears throat> And social media in itself is just like it's just showing even more and more and more how divided as a quote-unquote society we really are when it comes to certain elements like for me it's like i'll i'll say what like basically lewis hamilton says love is love all people deserve every type of rights everyone gay rights trans lives and everything everyone matters everyone matters and they all deserve, everyone, every single individual deserves to have the same rights that I have, a pasty white dude. And to hear that where the people do not, just because of their sexuality or uh, tra- uh, transition and, and everything, it's just like, it's disgusting to say that, or just because of their race. You know, it's it's hate, it's, just, it's, it's, the, it's the thing that's just terrible to see, and it's just like, and to see hearing people like like Jake Rowland and other bigoted idiots out there just do just flaunting their stuff around and thinking it's all right to say all this is just it's disgusting and it's shameful at the same time. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think the thing that he, that exhausts me the most is the like, and I'm gonna I'm centering this back down to. To just talking about Hogwarts Legacy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I think the thing that that exhausts me the most is is like, well, we were playing fast. Like you, I hope you don't mind me saying you weren't having a great day. I suggested instead of doing a Pokemon review, we just play Faz. We just played Faz, and like I needed that as well because the state of play was happening. And I needed something to do, um, yeah. so we did that, and like we were playing Faz. It was pretty boring. Um, like the ghosts were pretty boring. The game wasn't. Yeah, the ghosts, we sh- the ghosts were terrible that, that night. And uh, and like I know we were both browsing Twitter, and <clears throat> and I think I can't remember how you. I think you just said, "Oh, what, like you said the Imran thing." I went on. Oh, I said, oh, "That's awesome." And then I just literally I just started unfollowing people, and I was like, "You were like, oh, we're like who are you unfollowing?" And I was just like, "I'm unfollowing people who are twisting themselves into fucking pretzels, trying to like justify." Buying, a, buying game. a video game. <laughs> like, it's like, you know what? Like, you're making such a performative show of like, oh, well, you know, I really like don't like what JK Rowling's doing, but I really want to support those developers. And like, I feel like I've not even in relation to Hogwarts Legacy, I've had, I feel like I've said this so many times where it's just like buying a video game does not support develop- the developers of that video game. It doesn't. It, it supports the company that makes that video game. And in J.K. Rowling's case, it keeps her power in place because her power is directly tied to the popularity of Harry Potter. That's mm. why she has so much power and influence in the world. It's like, yeah, sure. If ever, if no one bought, if zero people bought Hogwarts Legacy and she made no money off of it, she'd still be a millionaire. The money is not the not the point. There are plenty of millionaires who have faded into obscurity because the thing that they're popular for or known for has faded into yeah. obscurity. 
It's she. She's an influencer. That's all. Like she's literally is the. She's an influencer who's just able to tweet out something, and people are gonna say, "Ah, great with that." And you just like, well, yeah. And you just go, "Oh, for God's sakes, seriously!" But the thing, I, I, the only thing I disagree with of all her articles is that her lack of involvement. I, do, I don't. I'm not. I mean. I mean more in the story, and everything like that. Because at the end of the day, she she's very protect. She owns the entire rights. Warner Brothers don't know, own anything. They've literally just licensed it to give the, the. She's been very quote unquote smart with how she's been able to control the entire IP and not have make sure that it's getting done how she wants it to be done and everything. So like. When it comes to involvement, I truly believe she's had more involvement than they're letting on. And they, they, just, they just don't want to say. Yes, she's developed the game and she hasn't been cooed or anything like that, but she has no doubt about it. She would have signed off on the story and she would have and everything. So for me, I do not believe that at all when they say she's had no, she's not having much involvement or what's all had little or no well, involvement. I do not believe that. Her level of involvement in the video game is really like not. Like I like I get why people try to like I get why sorry I get why Warner Brothers try to like push that whole thing of like trying to sidestep it as much as they possibly could um, because you know it's a, to them it's a PR controversy. <clears throat> um, she's the she is synonymous with Harry Potter. It doesn't matter how much involvement she has or doesn't have in the video game. It's a Harry Potter video game, and J.K. Rowling has made herself. Like, you can't say J.K. Rowling without thinking about Harry Potter, and you can't say Harry Potter without thinking about J.K. Rowling. Like, the two are completely yeah. intertwined. Yeah. This is how much the influence she has. This is this is for everybody who may not realize this. The first teaser trailer of the of the of Fantastic Beasts 3, just rewatch that. <laughs> yeah. And just, just see. Her name's not really anywhere on that. Until the until like when it gets to the credits parts of saying this is from these people blah blah blah. When it came to the new one, her name is boom front and center, big old names from the world of the transfer basically. That's bit in that I can tell you that that's why that's happened. She's had a words with them. She's literally said, "This is my property. If you do not market it with my name on it, I will take it away from you." Type of thing, or we're gonna have problems or something like that. That is, I guarantee that. I'll take your word for that because I don't really understand the intricacies of film. As Mister Barnes once said, "I know what I hate, and I don't hate this." That's as far <laughs> as I go with <laughs> with my film film critique. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she did have a hand in the game. I've seen the fucking plot. I couldn't believe it when uh, mm. when Keith was explaining the plot to me on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, when we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's something. the oh, What's the Harry Potter game? Like, surely they're not going to go for something controversial, given everything that's happening about the game. And then Keith was like, "No, no, this is what it's about. It's about the fucking check out the plot. Check fuck. out the plot for for Fantastic Beasts. I don't right? want to." <laughs> <laughs> the plot of Hogwarts Legacy was enough to make me need to go for a fucking nap. Like, yep. I can't right, believe yeah. that's what they went with. And for anybody who's listening who doesn't know, it's about um, you. You're a fifth. What is it? You're a fifth year Hogwarts student, and it's like you know, you know the goblins, yeah. right? The hook nosed uh, carrot, the hook nosed runners of all of finance in the world, who use the Star of David as like their symbol in their banks, and who definitely aren't. A, a caricature or a stand-in for any any group real in the real world um 
who are themselves in the fiction of Harry Potter definitely an oppressed minority and like yeah they're they're having an uprising and it's up to you to stop them <laughs> what the fuck did you do <laughs> so literally playing a racist yeah you are literally playing, playing you are literally playing a wizard who is going to put down <laughs> an uprising from an oppressed minority that's what you're going to do in the game mm-hmm Congratulations! You you somehow managed to make it worse. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is why I said that she has the, more involvement than, than, than the, she, the than only the way they could make it worse is if you also is if the goblins also like tried to free the house elves as part of their uprising and you had to stop them from doing that. <laughs> it's the only way it could be worse. I, I, and, and honestly, like it would not surprise me if that happens, because they like being slaves. <sighs> Breaks my brain to think about Harry Potter. No, yeah, yeah. Like uh, this is the thing about it. Like it... <laughs> years ago, you were just a person who's just like Harry Potter just doesn't work for me. Well, I was fucking, I mean, when the fucking first book came out, I was like, what, 13 years old? Like, I didn't really have the critical thinking analysis skills to, like, yeah, yeah. really think about what was happening in Harry Potter. But like I said, but it was, just wasn't a franchise that worked for you, especially when it came to film and everything like that. Now it's just like, oh, for God's sakes, <laughs> type of thing. Where it's people, just, it is physically hurting you. People, I mean, yeah, I mean, you. well, you both like, like, yeah, yeah. you're abs- like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's the stuff, the transphobia stuff, but I like, it's like people explain to me like things that are in Harry Potter that I just don't remember because I wasn't paying that much attention to it when it was a, a big deal. Like the one that really blew my mind besides the, the goblin thing and the, the house elves thing was the guy whose name was Shacklebolt when someone pointed out that the black character's name was Shackle Bolt. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? Like, I already knew about Cho Chang, which, you know, was was enough. But then it's like, there's a black character in the game, in the, in the, in the series, and his name is Shackle Bolt. Like, I guess I, I've not, like, I've had the veil on that fact lifted from in front of my eyes for a long time, and I still can't process that information it's sadly a lot to process when it comes to the more and more you like more and more like people delve into it i think the more and more people are realizing that oh there's a there's a lot of problematic material in these books and even though they're for children and everything like that and it kind of just makes it even worse that they are for children they're for children yeah <clears throat> like yeah it's i don't necessarily think a lot of the like, even knowing J.K. Rowling and what she's like now, like, I don't necessarily think that a lot of the stuff that she put in her books is was necessarily, like, on purpose. I just think that... And I'm... <laughs> fuck it. I mean, all of the all of the iHeart J.K. Rowling crowd have, have already fucking left the hit. Like, I just think that she's not a great writer at exploring, th- exploring the themes that she wants to explore. So you get a very surface-level exploration of themes like 
you think about a Chamber of Secrets, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, and it's like, okay, there's a there's a house elf called Dobby. He's a slave. He doesn't like being a slave. And then, like, a, a big part of that, that story subplot is, you know, at the end, Harry frees Dobby from Captain yeah. Lorca. Um, <laughs> and, and it's like, it's it, you know, that is a cool subplot. But then, like, what I don't think Rowling realized when she wrote that subplot is she's opened a kind of worms where now Harry Potter is a universe where people now own slaves. <laughs> and how do you deal with that? Because that's a big thing to deal with and grapple with, and those are big, heavy themes. And I don't think she was equipped to really deal with them because she tried <clears> to sidestep the issue by having, oh, it's fine because, you know, Hogwarts runs on slave labor. It's fine because they all like being slaves. So we don't, we, we can just keep the slaves. And the one character, one character, is, he, he says, no, maybe we should like end the slavery, is treated as a, as, <clears throat> as crazy for wanting to free slaves. <clears throat> Yeah, this is uh, think about it even more, ladies and gentlemen, everyone else. Harry Potter owned a slave. He sure did. He became a cop at the end of that series. <laughs> Shit, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I've said my piece. Like at this point, like I, I can't say anything new or more about Harry Potter, about Hogwarts Legacy, about how I feel about it in general, and about how I feel about people who could want to continue to support it. I think it, Steph Sterling said it right. If you want to play this game, fine. If you want to buy this game and enjoy this game, that's fine. More power to you. But I think it's fair to say that we will both not trust you less. We'll trust you less because of it. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like, it is deplorable with what's happening. Like, well, it becomes so. a case, like, it, like to, to elaborate on Steph's tweet, it becomes a case of, like, how... So how much are you willing to throw me under the bus so, so you can enjoy something? Like, where, where are we at here? You know what I mean? Like, J.K. Rowling writes another manifesto where she calls for the lynching of trans... of, of all trans women. Is that is that the line? Will that stop you? <laughs> Or was that, will that not stop you? And does it have to go further than that? J.K. Rowling, actually, and these are all hypothetical, metaphorical situations. I'm just trying, I'm, I'm just trying to judge what the hypothetical line is. J.K. Rowling actually calls for it in Parliament. Is that where the line is, or is it further? You see where I'm going. You see where I'm at with this. It's like I don't know where your line is, but I know it's not at the point where a, a very successful, powerful woman is doing what she can to remove as many rights from me as possible. And that's a scary thing for me to consider when I'm, like, in your company. And I don't think that's unreasonable. Like, what else will you let slide so you can play a video game? Watch a book, watch a movie. People let a lot of things slide. Yeah. They do. And I won't lie, I have probably done it myself. We've all done it. Like, we've yeah, all done yeah. it. Like, knowingly yeah, or yeah. unknowingly, we've all yeah. let things slide that we yeah. probably shouldn't have. And mm -hmm. But a key part of being a person, just in general, just in life, is growing and changing and adapting, right? Like, if we'd come to this podcast today, Hogwarts Legacy, let's talk about Hogwarts Legacy, and somehow you didn't know anything about this about J.K. Rowling, about what she's done, about what she continues to do, about what she's trying to do. And then we talked it out. And then your response was, shit. 
well, I'm going to need to rethink some things. That's growth. Like, yeah, no doubt about it. Like we all grow and change. Hopefully, like it, hopefully we all grow and change based on new information that we're presented with. I do it. You do it. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Called, it's called learning. Yeah. <laughs> it's called just being a human being. Like, yeah. Like, just don't dig your heels in the sand and go, no, I will defend this at all costs. It's like, no, well, hold on. Let's have some nuance. Let's have some thought. Let's have some discussion. I've talked about this with people, and I feel like I've moved the needle on some people, and I haven't on others. And I talk to the people, the, the, the former group a lot more than I talk to the latter group. That's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> just on a variety of topics it's just like at a certain point you just someone's either gonna grow and change or not and someone i was talking to you on uh, i was talking to them about the concept of misgendering it was only actually a couple of weeks ago and uh and 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 i was talking about like i was talking about it in a way of just like like if i correct someone and they don't like it they could react quite negatively and uh, I was talking about it in this very specific setting. And I said, like, and then this could cause a problem in this specific setting. And the person said, well, isn't that a them problem? <laughs> and I was like, you're absolutely right. And this is a person who, like, tries but struggles to grasp a lot of things that I talk, like, that I talk about. But, like, tries. Yeah. like, and, and, and he just came out with it completely unprompted. But isn't that a them problem? And I was like, you're absolutely right. That is a them problem. <laughs> it is. But it's also a everybody around us problem <laughs> yeah. and it can also be a scary problem at the same time if they don't take it the right way yeah so the the opportunity for growth is there i've seen some people completely surprise me with how they've taken everything that's going on with me my entire transition and i've seen some people completely surprise me in the opposite direction um and that is just life. Yeah. And I've said it to my counselor and I've said it to people in my life and I've said it to my journal and I've said it to this cool self-care app I downloaded recently with a little bird that goes on adventures. I am, like, I am very fortunate at this point in my life to where I was a few years ago where I've surrounded myself <coughs> with amazing people. Like the problem, not the problem, one problem with, with the with this, the way all of this happens, like Hogwarts, JK Rowling, trans rights, the mainstream media, is that like a lot of discussion about trans people's lives is centered around the pain and the misery and the fight and you know, like being trans is fucking amazing. <laughs> like genuinely, like my life for the last like four years has been fucking fantastic. Like and like you know like i just like this like i could i could fill the second half of this podcast talking about all the things that is awesome about my life i'm not gonna do that but like we can't talk about that stuff because the only time things come up it's when fucking shit like this is going down and i don't think there's i think that there should be more space for for people to talk about the cool parts and the fun parts and the amazing parts but sadly we're still here. Never is, yeah. We don't <laughs> ever hear the good things. Always hear the bad. And that's a, that is just the shit thing that is when it comes to this whole situation. Sure is. Moody, 
It's half yeah, time. It's half time. It's half time, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. So it's time to get into the indie game of the week. Dre Gods, the role playing music. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing this week. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can get through this. In a modern fantasy world where the Greek gods live hidden among us, Grace is granted the power of a muse to draw others into musical numbers, power that she'll need to find out the truth behind her predecessor's death before time runs out. Unravel the mystery of the last muse throughout your choices is in a beautifully hand-illustrated role-playing musical. From the, from the mind of David Geyer, uh, lead writer and creator of the Dragon Age, oh my mother of God. Oh yeah, Wait, keep Dragon reading, Age it gets set, better. Dragon Age set in one of the most celebrated scripts in games, Come Stray Guards, a song-filled urban fantasy saga where your choices determine how the fate how fates guide you. Strong arm, charm, or negotiate your way through a world of branching songs, play through original interactive musical numbers composed by Grammy nominee musician Austin Win Win Wintroy, uh, Scott Iger, Iger, and Stephen Gates, uh, Stephen Gates and Simon Hall of Tripod. Never heard of them. And Jesse, see you where your choices change the songs and the outcomes. Straight Dogs is an innovative and heartfelt re... Can you say that one? Reconstant? Uh, reconception. Reconception, thank you. Of Greek mythology, combined in what we love about contemporary musical theatre. Uh, think Buffy once more with feeling Hades Town and Wicked. Fuck is this game with video games where characters and story take center stage? Think Dream Daddy, Life is Strange. Okay, we got me now. Dragon Age, you got me again. Never heard of Dream Daddy, I won't lie. David Geyer's vision is brought to life with performances by the likes of Laura Bailey. <gasps> Last of, from Last of Us Part 2 and the World of Warcraft. 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 <laughs> some kind of like, two, that sounds like some kind of Tomb Raider spin-off. <laughs> <laughs> the World of Warcraft. Mary Elizabeth McGillan, Silent Hill 2, Steven Universe and Resident Evil, and additional cast members from across video games, television, and Broadway to be revealed soon. Developed by Summerfall Games and published by Humble Games. Coming to PC via Steam and more information is due later in 2022. This is a batshit crazy game, Amy. It's a musical, but it's a role-playing game. Written by the written by the creator of Dragon Age, starring Laura Bailey. <laughs> that just sounds amazing in itself. Uh, it's uh its influences include Life is Strange. Dragon Age. I think a character's gonna be muscly and people are gonna get pissed off again. Maybe. I think I think people are gonna <laughs> I'll get be all there for that. <laughs> I'll be like, uh, but this game's amazing. It sounds amazing. <laughs> oh hello. Oh this art style is Oh this art style, huh? There's a link in the description for everybody watching and listening to this podcast. I highly recommend you checking out. Go out to your Steam wish list. Hello, abs. I mean, uh, blonde head, uh, abs, <laughs> towers. That's clearly Lola Bailey's character, and it looks like a Laura <laughs> Bailey character she would play. 
Oh, this looks amazing. Add to your wish list. Thank you very much, Moody. Boom. I have 30 games in my wish list. I, know. I, know I saw you added last week's Indie Game of the Week as well. Did I? I think so. You've added one recently. I don't know. I added a few things. I deleted Tunic because I was like, it's in Game Pass. I'm good. I have this. Yeah, I don't need it. I've got it. It's fine. It's in Game Pass. Um, yeah, man. Stray Gods, the role playing musical. I mean, mm-hmm. I said when uh, Get Out of Hell came out, saying the Saints Row spin off, that we need more video game musicals. Yeah. <laughs> and the gods provide. She does have a voice, Laura Bailey. She does like, have a she voice. Has, she has a voice. <laughs> I have to check out that um, Critical Role. Not the game themselves, but they've done a, the an animated anime. series. Yeah, the animated series. Yeah, apparently it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'll get around to it. Um, Like most things, it's on a pile somewhere. Like, oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's coming. Like, I'll get to it eventually. Like, <laughs> shall, we, shall we continue with part two of the podcast? Yes. Part That's one was was a bit more focused on one thing than I thought it was going to be. So we'll we're, we're going to be we're going to be very flexible with the new stories that we cover uh, for the rest of this podcast. But I want to start with something that actually prompted a conversation between us in Discord, where I stopped the thing and went, well, "This seems like we should be talking about this on the podcast." And that is Microsoft's Perfect Dark Studio has lost numerous key staff over the past year. This is from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. He writes, "The initiative Microsoft's new game studio set up to reboot Perfect." Dark has seen an exodus of key staff over the last 12 months. Last weekend, it was spotted that Perfect Dark's game director, Dan Neuberger, had left the studio after nearly four years. Perfect Dark itself not, is not expected anytime soon and lacks any kind of release date. Now, LinkedIn investigations have unearthed more than 30 other departures since the start of 2021. This includes the game's design director, lead level designer, principal level designer, and principal world builder, lead systems designer, technical director, director of narrative, and narrative lead, VGC spotted. Perhaps unsurprisingly, the list of departures has reportedly affected Project Momentum, staff said. Reasons for departures include the project's already slow progress and lack of creative freedom under the studio's bosses. Uh, the initiative boss Daryl Gallagher said in a statement of VGC quote it's no small task to build a studio and reinvent a beloved franchise in creating the initiative we set out to leverage co-development partnerships to achieve our ambitions and we're really excited about all the progress we're seeing with our relationship with Crystal Dynamics in this journey it's not uncommon for there to be staffing changes especially during a time of global upheaval over the last two years and there's plenty more work in front of us to deliver a fantastic perfect dark experience to our players we wish all our former colleagues the very best and i'm confident in the team that we have in place the new talent joining and we can't wait to share more with fans end quote many of the studio's departures occurred last summer which sheds new light on microsoft's late september announcement it had erupted in tomb raider and marvel's avengers studio crystal dynamics to aid with development i think this is the first true off the top of my head you may correct me because you have a better memory of me sometimes, sometimes. Uh, l for phil spencer I think this is his first real L when it comes to this, because at the end of the day, when it comes to the studio, the studios, um, this is the first one they've properly created. The other yeah. ones they've just gone out and bought. <laughs> we have money. We, we like have money. Them. You make games. <laughs> we you need games. <laughs> we make games. Let's let's come together. How much do you want it for? Type of thing. And the, um, so yeah, when, when so the conversation that you and me were talking about was like. Obviously, everyone knows about my background and everything like that. I am trying to get into video game development. I've been in college for the last four years uh, learning about video game development. I'll say this right now. 
video video game development is fucking hard <laughs> and if and the worst thing is even more in which i'm seeing even more and more and more and more talk about with a, with a teacher or one of my teachers who i have a good conversation where we have multiple different conversations but he's brought this up multiple times there is a lack a severe lack of staff in any type of sector in all sectors should i say basically of video game development there's a massive shortage of of senior uh, roles not senior refers that not senior roles senior senior staff there's not enough out there and there's so, and everyone's fighting and biting for is whatever they can get a hold of and there's not enough out there yeah. i'm it's for me it's going to be just a challenge for me just because i'm literally uh going in from the bottom of the pile basically my first job will be literally probably the bottom of the pile unless i get incredibly lucky please be lucky um so initiatives like so like when i like we talked about this thing i think last week or whatever um the director leaving like i said i was thinking that's that's got that's massive like a director does not leave halfway through the game's life. Yeah, so like you think about all the games we've seen that happen to you, and it's like, oh, Anthem, oh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Like you know, like it's never usually a great sign. Yeah, because <laughs> a game director, he's they are the main person. Basically, they're the main vision of the game. Think Cory Barlog when it came to God of War, when the reboot of soft reboot of God of War happened. He was front and face and center for everybody to see, and it was his vision carrying it on and everything. And obviously, we got God of, and God of War was incredibly was successful and fantastic, and was an amazing game. When you do, when you see the director leaving, that's like that is massively worrying. So, like to see that the gate, the studio that they're trying to create into the first ever quadruple A studio, that's a that's a that's a sentence that's completely bit them right in the ass. Them coming out and saying that. Yep. Um. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like it, creating a studio is hard, and like Microsoft, I don't know. Like, I was on my Xbox and me back when this the initiative was first announced. Um, and it was... I don't know. I feel like I kind of took a piss a bit. <laughs> Where it's like, we're going to create a mega studio of, like, quadruple A. And I was just like... You can't just... You can't just will that into existence. <laughs> like, you, can, you know what I mean? Like, there are certain things you can't just wish to ta- wish into existence to happen. You know? Yeah. Like, and I feel like that was one of them. And... Like I always wish the initiative well. I always want. I want them to make a good game. I want everybody to make good games. That'd be great. Like imagine if we didn't need game reviewers because everything was great all the time. Um, like the, I just I never saw it ending well, and it doesn't seem like it has because. And you know what? It is an L for Phil Spencer. Like I think you're right. I think this is a. It's not a major loss. Like. But I feel like it was probably inevitable. But I like the way Microsoft responded by going, hey, Crystal Dynamics, help. <laughs> like, you are a studio that makes fantastic games and the Avengers. Please come and help us make this perfect dark game because you are very talented at what you do. I foresee uh, Microsoft buying Crystal Dynamics. That would be cool. I think they'll form it, they'll fuse it together with initiative and like they'll buy it off Square Enix. Crystal Dynamics is one of, is is a fucking amazing development studio. That would be cool. But anyway, like, I mean, good for Microsoft. Consolidation isn't, isn't a, 
Uh, we've had this discussion. Um, yeah, like the the talent pipeline. It makes me remember. Um, I see this. I seen. I used to see this pop up on Twitter a lot pre pandemic, <clears throat> and I, I guess I still see it now. It's that whole like the the job advert wants an entry level such and such. Like it's someone like getting in on the bottom of 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 like a department in video games, and it calls for like x amount of years of experience. And it's like, where am I going to get the years of experience from? If we can't, yeah. if I can't even get an entry level job, and I feel like what's happened to the initiative is a huge, like magnifying, like it's a huge, it's a big part of that. Like, oh, sorry, it's a big showing of what I think a lot of studios <clears throat> might be going through. Of chickens have come home to roost. <clears throat> you don't have people with the experience because you've basically been hiring the same people over and over again for jobs, and now all of a sudden there's not enough people ready to step into senior roles because you haven't created that talent pipeline properly. Yeah. And that's going to be a big problem going forward because people are realizing, like, the pandemic, for everything terrible it did, it did a lot of things, like, to society that were terrible, obviously, but it's made a lot of people realize that in terms of their careers or their jobs, they can do better. That's the thing about it. What's... I said a while back, I asked the question, I threw the question out there. Do we think there will be another video game crash? And I think after we've spoken, I think like that, we both basically agreed, said, no. Probably not. <laughs> probably not because of how much money is in there. I don't think there's going to be a video game crash, but I think there's going to be a quote-unquote staff shortage crash, which I think we're already starting to see in certain type of elements. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm in like... I'm literally fighting for scraps when it comes to just applying for jobs for my entry level, for my skill level. And I, when I throw my hat into it, I can guarantee there's probably 50 other applicants going in there. Yeah. I'm literally, and, that, and that's the odds of me having a good to potentially even getting get in there, getting even an interview is slim to none. Not because I haven't got the talent or anything like that, it's just... They've thrown in so many things, and it just all depends when they see my CV type of thing, yeah. And see it all, and and, and it's yeah. re- and, and that and it's really demoralizing. So basically, you're getting entry levels who are eventually going to hit a wall and go, "I'm not getting into what I want. I have to find a job nowhere. somewhere else. I have to find a job doing something else." And, and they're going to leave the industry and go into something else, different industries who don't have such a problem with progression. Yeah, and that is the best case scenario of why people might be leaving the industry because as we've talked about so many times and we'll talk about very shortly there are a lot of other reasons why people will burn out of this industry very quickly Yeah, um, the games industry has had a problem for a long time and it's very much of their own making and we're starting to see those problems cause actual problems for the studios and the companies that make the video games and this is one of them i think like everybody left i don't know why i'm sure we'll find out soon not you know everybody i say everybody like in air quotes like shit loads of higher-ups left for some unknown reason that we'll find out about and there's no one to step up in the studio to take the place of the like that's how it should work like if if your lead level designer leaves the studio 
there should be somebody who is working there on level design already who is avail- who is able to step up into that lead role and then there should be somebody behind them who's been being mentored who can step up into that senior role and then there should be being someone behind them who's been being mentored who's a junior to step up in you know what i mean and it should it imagine if there was just a path <laughs> yeah or a talent pipeline like so that these things can happen and then you wouldn't have the 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 almost paradoxical people can't get into the industry because too many people are trying to apply for so too few entry level jobs coupled with we don't have enough people to fill senior roles because there's not enough people who are able to step into those roles like there's a long jam at both ends Mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about another story which we'll get into where there are people who are creating studios who do not have the experience to even run a goddamn studio and their staff because they aren't seniors they may have a role of a quote-unquote senior but does not mean they are seniors and it's just a it's a whole combination of like there's the the chickens are going to come home the chickens are truly going to come home to roost when it comes to the industry when it comes to shortage and i think it's and because of this we're going to be seeing more games that are going to come out that are going to be broken incredibly lackluster or we're going to be seeing more and more and more delays because they need time because they can't because they, if they if they crunch the staff, they're going to get bad publicity because of that. Because it eventually come out that they're crunching the staff to so they can get the game out in time, and the whole shebang. So and and everything else, and it's just like, and then they're going to be delaying it and delaying it so they make sure that does not happen. If they can afford it, if they can afford it as well. And then we get to the proper thing where you where we do where you we want you to support the games because they could truly will hopefully get keep their jobs then on yeah. like other games we've talked about already talked about other games today um yes. let's move on show me what that's weird it's weird no my my playstation lights not on oh that's weird i must have forgot to turn it on Sony acknowledges new harassment accusations still calls for case to be dismissed. This is from Marie DeLisandri over at GamesIndustry.biz. That was a lie. I didn't turn it on on purpose. Who writes, Sony has acknowledged the latest wave of plaintiffs who joined a gender discrimination lawsuit against PlayStation, saying it takes the accusations, quote, seriously, end quote. Last week, eight women described... Workplace misconducts across multiple US-based PlayStation offices and joined a class action lawsuit originally filed in November 2021. Sony asked in February for the lawsuit to be dismissed due to a lack of evidence with its lawyers now saying that, quote, SIE takes the substance of the newly submitted declarations seriously, end quote. The company is still calling for the lawsuit to be dismissed, though, with filing further reading, quote, although most are by former employees who no longer work at SIE, SIE either has addressed or will address the issues raised in them in due course, as SIE values its female employees and takes proactive steps to ensure they have every opportunity to thrive and be heard. But these new declarations say nothing about whether the operative complaint in this case contains sufficient facts to support the sweeping claims the plaintiff has alleged, end quote. A hearing will take place in April for Sony to plead its case for dismissal. So you accept there is discrimination in your company, but you still want to get dismissed, to get the case dismissed. We're taking it very seriously. 
but it didn't happen. But we're taking it very seriously, but it definitely didn't happen. But we're taking steps to ensure that everybody, you know, to that that we, you know, address the, the complaints in the lawsuit. But none of it actually happened. It's like if I... No, I'm not going to go over that joke. Okay. I ain't going to... That's no, good. I'll just think it. Yeah, I'll just think... When I'm thinking, thinking my brain is like, no, nah, that'll go down the wrong rabbit hole. Yeah, it's like... I don't get Sony. I really don't. They acknowledge it, but then... But it didn't happen. They are fighting to get it bloody dismissed and saying it's not happening. It makes... Sony, you're breaking my brain today. <laughs> and we've already talked about some crazy blast bloody they're original, uh, stories already. You gotta remember their original defense, and I'm paraphrasing here, not this is not the direct quote of the defense. Yeah. Their original defense was you can't prove it. But also like everything like the things that you described are just normal operating procedure at Sony, yeah. which I had a problem with where I was doing that thing where I was like, those two statements are almost in conflict with each other and they're still in conflict with and, and now, now it seems like the statement that they're putting out is in conflict with itself um whereas they're trying to do the normal pr thing of we hear you and we're gonna fix it but they're also digging their heels in and saying but also it didn't happen we're gonna get rid of this lawsuit now from a legal standpoint, I mean, it's it, they're a massive corporation versus eight women, like nine women, um, like they're they're probably going to win, like whether that means they're in the right or not. Like we, you and I, and I'm looking at the next two two news, the next news story, and thinking like, hey, it's foreshadowing, right? You and I know that, and we've talked about this for for two years almost since Ubisoft, since Rockstar, you know. This is a systemic industry problem. Like whatever individual company comes up in terms of whatever kind of shit goes on in their workplace, like we, we know everybody's doing it. We know everybody's done it or doing it at some point. So like for PlayStation to come out and go, well, yeah, but it doesn't have the sufficient facts. It's like, okay, but the facts are like, this has happened happening like these these women have said these things have happened so they've happened as far as i'm concerned like i think there's a statistic and i don't have the statistic to, to mind but it's something like um women will lie about this kind of thing four percent of the time which means that 96 percent of the time they're not lying and they're correct which is where the statement you know you believe women when they talk about this stuff actually comes from um like this what what like that this is the activision blizzard playbook <laughs> like what why uh, yeah why that's it that's what i got that's where i'm going why sony but then it's like well you're a corporation defending your own self-interests i can't really be mad at you for operating the way you need to operate to survive in in this world It'd be like getting mad at a bear for mauling me if I poked it with a stick. It's just the bear being a bear. Do something! Do something! Come on! <laughs> it did something! Juggle sorry, some balls sorry, or something. No, oh, no. Like, yeah, it's like, no, like, I don't want that that statement to be taken out of context. Like, I am mad at Sony, like, because gender discrimination. 
It's disgusting. It should not happen. But sadly, it does. And it's been happening for decades. It'd be in great industry, if one day... In all industries. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be great if one day, like, a company, like, got embroiled in this, like, some... some employees like came out and like sued a company for gender discrimination and the company just went you know what let's work together to fix you we throw our hands up and say that we fucked up let's just work together to fix this but it's never gonna happen <laughs> just be nice one day if someone did that like well we... i think people i think people have tried it but what they but because their article or their statement is so just a wildfire of crap we don't believe it well and that, and then we get and we're proven right later on when yeah. they when you hear they've done fuck all that's <laughs> so the point like, that, sorry yeah that, that is the point like the, the words that need to be followed up with action <laughs> yeah. which doesn't generally happen like i look yeah. at like ubisoft said they were going to definitely fix all of their shit and then like you know everyone kind of went we'll see and then we saw <laughs> like, like the only ones off the top of my head and they still got a lot of work to go to be better. I just want to state this when I say these ones. Um, but uh, Riot Games, like they are, they are shown. They are trying to change. There's still a lot of shit to get sorted at that company. But they are. When we last spoke about them, it wasn't. We did. We we did say this is progress. We can't deny that. Needs to be faster progress, no doubt about that. But it still is some progress. It'd be worse if there was no progress, and then we'll be just, then yeah. we'll be just completely up in arms and going, "What the fudge have you been doing? You've been trying to fight the lawsuit that you're going to lose, which you did lose, you stupid motherfuckers." <laughs> that thing. That and was the a other great day. <laughs> and the other one is uh, off the top of my head is Rockstar. Rockstar had a terrible thing of crunch, but apparently they have sorted a lot of it out. There's going to be an article next week, isn't there? Before this podcast goes live. It's Jason Shire coming at you live from Bloomberg with the inside scoop of Rockstar. And Rudy's just going to be like, just fucking kill me. Just fucking, just fucking end my career. Something like that, yeah. But no, yeah. Like, um... It's like we were talking about in the first half of the podcast. It's like, you know, not like if companies and it's not about words like a company can release a statement saying whatever it wants and i'm going to read that statement and react to that statement on this podcast it's the actions that i'm interested in it's what they actually do yeah like and like if a company does things that are good in in response to gender discrimination in this case good I will say, hey, you're on the right track. Hey, you're doing the right things. I mean, it doesn't excuse the things you did before, but at least you're making improvements and progress, and we will celebrate improvements and progress on this show. We rarely do it because it rarely happens, but that's yeah. that's, that's that's a different conversation. Like, That's not our fault. <laughs> what will happen is, because we, we saw this happen. The, the, last November, the lawsuit got filed. You and I both said, more's going to come. Because that's how this works. More came. Sony have, have dug their heels in. We know where this is going to go next. We've seen this story. We've been to this dance. And like whatever Sony's going to say after the next article or the next group of women join the lawsuit or the next group of people who have, of a marginalized, from a marginalized community join the lawsuit or speak out to a journalist, 
and Sony maybe turn around at that point and say, oh, well, shit, we're going to put some measures in place to, <clears throat> to fix this. I'm not going to believe you because this is now the third time you've turned around and basically went, nah, didn't happen, mate. Don't know what you're talking about. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. It's good advice. <laughs> Trust. As Sony has shown, shown us who they are. Sure did. Uh, right. Okay. Next story. If you want, let's go. If you want. Do I want? That's the question. Two reports paint a troubling picture of workplace abuses at acclaimed indie studios. This is from Andy Chalk over at PC Gamer. He writes... People make games investigation into three noted indie studios, Mountains, creators of Florence, Fulbright, creators of Gone Home and Tacoma, and Funamina, creators of Watham. That included interviews with 24 employees revealed troubling allegations about high-level toxicity at all three of them. Mountains founder Ken Wong, for instance, is described as being, quote, an emotionally abusive, end quote, manager who constantly tore down the work of his employees, leaving them doubting their own expertise and abilities. One employee said, quote, this wasn't someone I didn't get along with. This wasn't a bad job. It was, I think, a very cruel person in a position of power who liked to make people feel bad to make themselves feel better himself feel better end quote the situation at mountains was bad enough that in 2020 the studio implemented a policy that allowed any employee to decline a one-on-one -on -one interaction with ken if they felt he was out of line and actually came up with a safe word quote pause end quote that would end a conversation immediately as another employee put it quote what kind of studio needs a safe word though end quote similar allegations were leveled against funamina founder robin Hun unique i think unique i think also described as emotionally abusive and who regularly used personal information about workers at the studio, quote, in a way that was either humiliating or entirely unprofessional, end quote, according to former employees. Allegations about the third studio in the report, Tacoma developer Fulbright, actually came to light in 2021 and resulted in studio co-founder Steve Gaynor stepping down from his role as creative lead and manager. But employees say that the problems at the studio and Gaynor's step down didn't come to light until months later because Fulbright failed to make a promised statement about what had happened. One common factor in all three cases is Annapurna Interactive, the acclaimed indie publisher of games from all three studios. Employees told People Make Games that Annapurna failed to address their complaints and instead appeared more concerned with keeping development on track. One former Fulbright employee said, quote, Annapurna sat down in one-on-ones with each of us and I was expecting them to ask me questions along the lines of what were your interactions with Steve like? I was expecting it to be them feeling out what the situation was and seeing what impact he'd had on the team. It was very different from that. Instead, they just asked about open roads and what we need to continue the project, but without asking about the situation itself, end quote. The People Make Games report acknowledges the publishers have limited power over developers, however, because it holds no ownership stake in them and thus cannot force founders or managers to step down or resign. But that rings hollow for some, especially after Annapurna failed to share or respond to the Fulbright statement. One employee said, quote, I always feel, felt ashamed of them for not supporting us, end quote. A separate report by VentureBeat reveals similar problems at Ori developer Moon Studios. Ori and the Blind Forest and its sequel Ori and the Will of the Wisps are both acclaimed 2D platformers, but Moon Studios is described in the report as an quote, oppressive, end quote, place to work. And again, responsibility is laid primarily at the feet of founders Thomas Mailer and Jenny 
Coral, who employees say are overly critical and regularly unprofessional and offensive. One developer said that incidents seem like, quote, small things, end quote, in isolation, but cumulatively take it takes a real toll. Uh, the employee went on to say, quote, I can say that for myself personally, I was properly messed up after we finished. I've never been depressed until that moment. I lost my passion for my job because they drummed it out of me, end quote. What I will also say is there was a second news article, which I'm not going to read in full, which is kind of tied to this news article. Uh, it's from The Gamer, and the headline is, Microsoft reportedly refused to work with Ori developer due to toxic workplace allegations. And the, the, the heart of the article is, after this, Venture Beat article came out about Min Studios. Jeff Grubb was on a podcast and said that his sources um, told him that Microsoft was aware within of the issues within Moon Studios and decided not to publish its next game after Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Summarized it. <clears throat> People don't realize being an asshole can really hurt a person. Being an absolute douchebag can really knock someone for a loop. Being just a a prick. And these things can be things that can literally suck the energy and enthusiasm out of a person for their for being in video games. And this is also another reason which we've already spoken about already of why we are losing people out of this video game industry because they've just had deplorable people being absolute jackasses. To hear that where they had to put they put in place a safe word on one of them. When I read when I watched that video, I was like, "What the hell?" Which shout out to people make games. The video shout is shout out incredible. to people make games. They're an incredible YouTube uh, channel. We've referenced yeah. multiple times on this podcast yeah. at this point. Yeah, well, the video is absolutely amazing. Like, really, they did an incredible job. Shame on Annapurna. Like seriously, shame on Annapurna. For one situation, you do you don't do something, and then another situation, you do something, and and you and and you just go backward and forward, and it's just like clearly showing that the all you cared about was just we need to get this game out because we're putting obviously money into it, and we need to get the game out, and it just shows that you had lack of interest of the people of of the people, and you just cared about the the higher the people of the the employees, the the main people who were the game directors. Basically, we'll just say that of the games, the, the people of the visions, and that's what you give a that's all you give a game about give give a give a damn about, and it's just deplorable to see this. And like, I hate seeing this. And then you go to when I, and then I read and then obviously I read the venture beat about Moon Studio, and I'm just like. And they're like, it's just like, it proves, it proves like, I know a lot of people may think like, it's only in the AAA studio space. No, it's not. No. Like, it really is not. Bullying in any, is, is rampant in any sector of the video game industry. Yeah. And it's disgusting to see. Yeah. When and we say it's be... systemic, like, you need to know that. What like I feel like people sometimes misunderstand what systemic means. It means it's prevalent throughout the entire industry. Not just a couple of studios are doing it. This is everywhere. Yeah. Which like, is something we're starting to come out. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, like when I see this, like I just go like like I'm going through something right now, which I won't get into. 
which has knocked my confidence like crazy when it comes to me being at college. And I'm just like, and and just what what's happened is it sucked my energy out and enjoyment of even being associated with my college. Like, and I hate that. I absolutely hate and despise that. And to see this happening with people who are already in the industry, who are literally f getting the crap kicked out of them, the passion bashed out of them, and going into depression and all other things, it's just like something no one deserves to has to go through. And to see, then to see the lack of sympathy that anyone gets is absolutely deplorable. Like you just don't get any help whatsoever in the industry. And I'll I'll go back to it once again. The video game industry seriously needs to unionize to try and help people with their health with their mental health and the whole shebang no one deserves to be threat like a pile of crap or made to feel like they're unwelcome or threatened to even go somewhere and it's just i hate it man i'm hating seeing this in the in the industry i want to get into but at the same time, I'll admit right now, I've gone through four years of working, doing in college and everything like that. And I've worked my ass off to get the degrees I want to get. And I'm very proud of what I've done. So reading all of this and hearing all the things that we've spoken about for two years, Jamie, has made me go, is it all fucking worth it? Is it actually really worth Great. all of this? I've broken, I've broken another one. God damn no, no. It's a joke. It's not it's you. Joke. I know. It's not, it's no, not it's you. A... It's me. I know. I'm getting broken up with. Like I've applied for jobs that aren't in the video game industry, that are what that do QA. Yeah. Thankfully, my for QA it's in various multiple different uh, mediums, but at the same yeah. time, to see that <coughs> I potentially will probably might might not get a one in the in the industry I want to be in. It's just like because <laughs> why would I want to be in it? Why would I want to be in it? Like my mental health question. is all over the place. Like it's gone sky. It's pile drive since january 2020 january 2021 it just went down the shitter and it's just got and it hasn't even got any better and but it can be man. insidious as well like nobody like at a studio and again like i don't know i don't work in the video game industry um like it generally doesn't start out at the top level like the stuff that you read about that makes you go what the fuck like a safe word at a, at a video game studio like the, that employee was right what kind of fucking video game studio has a safe word like that video game studio clearly watched how i met your mother i had to throw a joke in uh, i had to through the line like in a little like bit. the 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 like it doesn't start out at the top it, it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds like so you know like it because the, this kind of behavior becomes normalized in studios in publishers in, in just in general like because it doesn't feel like it's just ramped up out to up to nowhere it's like what well, it's not like an all of a sudden like holy shit like this guy this, this is fucking mental like it it starts out and then it gets a little bit more and then a little bit more and then a little bit more and then a little bit more etc 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 to you and suddenly like you might look back over the last few years or like, whatever and just go what the hang on a minute <laughs> we've got a fucking safe word like what the hell's going on um i do think like i am i am disappointed in annapurna interactive because if they've known the stuff is going on like 
sure they can't they don't own any of the studios involved and can't directly fire like whoever is is causing problems in this in in these respective studios but i feel like there should have been ways for an opponent interactive to to support the people who are affected by this in some way like if you see someone is in trouble or like is having a bad time you don't just cross the street and walk away and i feel like we should like we should hold someone like Annapurna Interactive, who I'm on record as being like I'm a huge fan of the work and the games that they put out. Yeah. Like but like we one should of hold games them. was in our top ten or top twenty last year, I think. Yeah, easily. Like um, yeah. Um like we should hold them up and say like could you could have done more to support the people who are currently suffering in this situation. Um but <clears throat> I <clears throat> excuse me I do think it's a good sign that we are talking about this as frequently and as often as we are, because as we both know, like from the word mint go with whatever the first story about um, a toxic workplace was in the video game industry, we knew more was coming from multiple different studios. <clears throat> and the fact that is now just becoming a thing that we're just expecting it every studio to have its stories and for its stories to get aired on a YouTube channel, on a, on a on a website. I think it's a good thing because I think not that the things have happened. That's obviously not what I'm talking about. The fact that we're talking about it is a good thing because it, that's how we change things. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I hope. I hope. I do hope. I do hope. Like Amy put her optimism um, cap on. Yeah, we need to try and get some optimism like no doubt about it, because, like, people, like, don't realize how bad mental health can be, how deplorable it can be, and how much it can just suck the life out of you. It can be one of those things that's just like, oh, what are we going to do type of thing? What am I going to do? Like, what you're going to do? What are we, people with mental health, what are they going to do? And it's just like, and people just paint it like it's thinking, oh, it's a your it's a your problem type of thing. It's not. It's not. I'm gonna do it's what not. I always do, Moody. I wanna play video games, drink hot chocolate, go on Twitch, try to get ghosts to fuck me. And that's how I just deal with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we both needed that. We needed not the that. fucking yeah, the, thank you. the the joke. Well, was it a joke? <laughs> was it a joke, Amy? Call me. Find out next ghosts. time on Twitch.tv slash <laughs> Um No, like so, like yeah, it's 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 like change is never quick. Change, change, meaningful change is never quick. Meaningful change is never easy. But the way you get change is, is Foxes used to say it on when he was a part of the podcast. You know, pressure for change. Like you have to keep pressure on to to force change. Companies don't want to change. Companies want to do the same things they do over and they've been doing over and over again that makes them money. And we need to put yeah. the pressure on to, to make them, yeah. to force them to change for the better, for the people who make games. Yeah. You can have that one for exactly. free, Chris Pratt. Because that's the name of his YouTube channel, People Make Games. Oh. My brain did not click that. Put, I didn't put two and two together, though. It's, it's, yeah. I put two and two together and got ten instead. <laughs> why is Amy, why is Amy Jim in the camera like that? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we? 
So I'm with someone behind me who's hot. Is, I, like, is, it, wait, is there a ghost behind me? <laughs> uh, shall we move on? Yes. What a couple of quick ones. I'm actually just going to do these as tidbits. So I guess uh, Future Amy, these aren't their own news stories anymore. They're tidbits. Um, so the Itchio bundle that we talked about last week, uh, the Itchio bundle for Ukraine, it raised $6.3 million from 449,632 contributors included in over a thousand games some fucking great games in there as well I actually started digging through it and I was like holy shit <laughs> wow <laughs> look at what I own now oh have you put I forgot I haven't, I haven't put anything in yet so I have to get that I, I believe it's over now it's Meg but I'm so sorry <laughs> it's okay like I, I was like right in at the wire because it was like I'm, I haven't got any money. I haven't got any money. Shit, shit, shit. And then I did. I um, have money. Buy a thousand video games. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I just passed that in, that sentence in my head. Like I just bought a thousand video games. <laughs> and some, I bet you're already owned. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But sorry, it's all for a good cause. Uh, next oh, yeah. up, Humble's Stand with Ukraine bundle. Um, is out includes Back for Blood, Metro Exodus, Spyro. Uh, let's have a look. What else have we got? Uh, Quantum Break, Slay the Spire, Next Machina, Endless Space Two, Kerbal Space Program, System Shock, Enhanced Edition, Wargroove, all the Amnesia games, Sunset Overdrive, Max Payne Three, Fable Anniversary, and more. Costs a minimum of thirty pounds. Is it Metro? Aren't you in Russia? Uh, yeah, Metro Exodus. You play a Russian and it's in Russia, but like, you know, a Russia that got nuked in the war, I guess. Yeah. Now that you think about it, now that I think about it, okay. Yeah, I was literally thinking, I was like, okay. Wait, I, I'm, I'm no, remembering no. the plot of Metro Exodus. So, I mean, there's monsters, so, you know. Yeah. I'm games sure humans like are the real monsters. I never actually finished that game. <laughs> yeah, there's 120 games in it, uh, 100% of the proceeds donated to support the humanitarian efforts currently taking place in Ukraine following Russia's devastating invasion of the country. Grab this bundle. Boom. Boom. Another hundred games. Uh, there's books as well. Uh, and uh, like game books, TTRPGs, software. Uh, the proceeds will be distributed among RASM for Ukraine, International Rescue Committee, International Medical Corps, and Direct Relief. I like when the games industry rallies around good causes. This is when you see it good. This is where you see the good side of video games and uh, and all like that. But at the same time, you're just like, <sighs> I wish it was support and support of like this as much as it does in other things. Yeah, well, that we just didn't need to do this in general. Well, we great. Fuck mm-hmm. the war. Fuck Putin. Um. Next up, EA is not holding an EA player around E3 this year. Fucking finally. Jesus, guys. You've been holding EA players for years with barely anything to talk about. And we've literally asked the question after every single one. What the fuck was the point in that? Like, this meeting could have been an email. So it's about time you finally realized it and decided not to do it. Like, I've seen the discourse of people saying, well, maybe this means E3 is dead. Like, no. 
E3's been no. dead for years, don't worry, guys. <laughs> e- e- E3's been dead for years, but like EA Play was not the final nail in the coffin. Do you remember how bad EA Play's been? For- yeah. Like, uh, every time we watched it, we were just like, all right, let's get this hour. Let's get the uh, let's slow hour out the way. Yeah, like, what the time. fuck? Why are they here? They've clearly got nothing to talk about. This is for- yeah. They're showing fucking people drawing pictures for a Star Wars game we're not going to play for six years. Yeah. <laughs> I remember they brought Pele on that stage one time to talk about FIFA, and they all, all it was was like, we put Pele in the game. Oh, great. Are you going to show anything about the game? No. no. <laughs> cool. Uh, no, yeah, um, this is just that, no, this at the end of the day is a good thing at the end of the day, because this is hopefully then coming to the realization we don't need to do one. Yeah, every time. Like say, just for the sake of it. <laughs> yeah, we could just do it as an email, or heck, we can literally just go, yo, Microsoft, yo, Sony. You wanna show off our games? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Let's come together and hook it out. Type of thing. Who's got our market share? Sony, I believe you guys have got FIFA. Boom! Microsoft, you'll probably have to, no, but Sony will probably get Star Wars. <laughs> I won't lie, I think Sony will try and whack we'll that see. down. You got it. Well, uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cooperation between Microsoft and EA. Yeah, like that's it. I think I think it's just gonna be a lot of things like that. And um, I think that hopefully that's what they've decided and they've just realized, let's just, just throw it in on one, whatever Microsoft they're going to do yeah. around that time, we're guessing, whatever Sony, if they want to do anything around that time or whatever. It's just like, yeah, it's a perfect like, little thing. Just let them do it. Like, and I love E3 time. You can't really, it's, it's, it feels weird calling it E3 at this point, but. June time. We'll just June, say June time. time like, now. I love the big feels <laughs> and I love watching the conferences and I love all of the different ones and stuff. But, like, you, you know, there's a, there's a few publishers who sometimes they turn up just for the sake of turning up. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. well, do we really need to do this? No. Mm-hmm. No, the answer is no, we didn't. So I'm glad EA yeah. have turned around and gone, hey, you know what? We don't need to do this. Does it mean that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel is not coming out this year? Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> I believe that game is not coming out this year, otherwise they would do an EA play for it because they would milk the shit out of that. Uh, it sold a lot. A I, lot. See, I do see the logic you are using, yeah, there's no doubt about that. But at the same time, I'm just like, EA probably is just thinking, like what I just said, it's cheaper just to get someone else just to do it. Oh, I agree. Well, I, but, I just, but just to say, it, this is this is one of our most important games here. And we want you to put this alive to be one of the first games you show off big, boom, whole thing, or be one of the games you finish with type of thing. And I, I can see it being that, but I do understand. I do. I can see where you're coming from and wouldn't be surprised if it is pushed till next year, though. That's just where i'm at with that it's just like i don't think i don't think it's coming out this year personally well well, the thing is like the game jedi fallen order like i've said in the title i enjoyed that game i had a lot of fun with it but the the bugs did suck me out of the game it did there's no doubt about it it was like it was a very buggy game and it was a game that you just think this game needed at least minimum of four more months minimum Maybe even six months. Yeah, it needs some severe polish, and just giving it that time would have. I think you would have been talking about that game properly, where where I could literally be saying like, you were like, this is a great game. I've really enjoyed. You were a lot more hyped on it compared to what I was. was. And I think uh, I hope that my aim was. uh, I'm hoping that if this has been pushed, that means they've the game's locked. They primp up and they just fine tune. They're gonna fine tune it and polish the crap out of it. If they do that. Hell yeah, we could have finally for me an excellent 
9 to 10 out of 10 Star Wars game, which we've been missing. What are these numbers you keep talking about? I keep, you keep saying them, and I just I don't get it. I don't get it. It's the first time I've said it this podcast. I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> Platinum Games aren't planning to scale back development of Babylon's Fall. will continue to provide new content and make improvements based on player feedback. <laughs> Yeah, I bet that, that feedback was very interesting. I bet good that was a long-ass piece of feedback. <laughs> good luck, Platinum Games. Jesus. Platinum Games is a, we- a really weird company to me. I know, they yeah. are. Even to me, as a fa- as someone who is a fan of, of some of their work, it's a, they're a really weird company to me, too. Yeah, they're, they're completely insane. They threw out... You'll get, Babylon like, Falls, fucking... Yeah, you'll get, like, fucking Bayonetta. And, but then they'll also do like Legends of Korra, which was just awful. Like they'll they'll somehow like they'll, and then and then the next game they make will be amazing. And it's just like, what's going on? What's going on over there? I don't understand that that type of game development they do makes me. It just makes me think every time I see these type them throw a game out, I'm literally like, how are they still in business? I don't mean that in a bad way. I want everyone to survive and everything like that. But that their trajectory is like. They make some great games. <laughs> some great down games. all the time. <laughs> Go Babylon's Fall. Um, it was a game, apparently. It was a game that launched yes. in 2022, and I bet we both forget about it by the end of the year. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, next up, Supermassive Games has announced The Quarry, which is not part of its Dark Pictures anthology, coming in June. Spiritual successor to Until, Until Dawn, Dawn, the comment that they've basically said. Uh, I, I saw this and I was thinking, I loved I Until Dawn. I loved Until I was Dawn like, too. Yeah, and I was just like, the only thing I'll say this super massive, June, put this on Halloween. Well, uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology will be coming out on Halloween. Fuck that game. <laughs> Apparently the last one was apparently not that bad. Apparently, yeah. We just didn't get around to playing it. We had some logistical problems getting around to playing the game because we were going to play it together. Um, We'll play this together, though. Well, well, eventually we'll. No, no. No, no. We're going to do it. I thought you meant the next story. Oh, no, no, no. The Quarry, is it? Well, The Quarry. I'm pretty sure it's going to have multiplayer. Oh, that's multiplayer. Hell yes, Amy. We are all on this. All aboard the quarry train. Choo choo. Shit, everybody's <laughs> dying. Oh no. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, next up, Elden Ring passes 12 million copies sold and has been described as the start of, quote, a new franchise, end quote. Say what you want to say. I know what you want to say. You want to say the thing I think what you tweeted or said last night? Uh oh. Good. Now maybe pay your staff. Oh shit! I never said that. Someone else said that. I don't think that was. Did me. they? No, I don't think I. Whatever. No. Either way, yes. Congratulations, Elden. Oh, Ring. I did like, say that. Good. I remember yeah, now. Yeah, sure maybe you can pay your that. staff now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's on the stream. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I, I got I, I, I got sidetracked by all of the lost fucking the ghosts. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, congratulations, like I say, uh, to the team. But get your shit together. Get your shit and together. All you did well. Now. I don't want to Pay see you fucking Elden Ring 2 anytime soon. Pay your staff. And hire some diversity. Hire, uh, like, more of everybody. <laughs> and don't crunch. And, yeah, we're good. Uh, speaking of sales, Triangle Strategy sold 800,000 units globally in two weeks. 
pretty good for a niche JRPG. <laughs> yeah. Called, on I want to remind platform. it, called Triangle Strategy. <laughs> on one platform, yeah, as well. Well done to them. Um, I, I've played a little bit of the game and I've enjoyed it, but I just, uh, I think I'm going to, I think I'm, uh, I'm planning to like to return both Horizon and that back to Boomerang and then I'm just going to try and crack on with some of the smaller games. Yeah, Triangle Strategy there. is a very, very slow burn. Like yeah. I played the demo uh, last month. I played a little bit tonight um, of of the actual full game. Like I played the demo last month, and it's like wow! In like three and a half hours that it took me to do the demo, it's like you fight like three combats. Like there's no random combats. And I was yeah. like, I'm into it because I'm into like the characters and the story, and I'm digging what they're building towards. But yeah, it's like you gotta be prepared for like that slow burn. Like the plot hasn't even really kicked off yet. <laughs> And I'm on yeah, chapter four. Oh, snag. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, all right then. <laughs> all right then. Like, yeah. Yeah. And Horizon, I'm just like, I kind of, I kind of wish I had a PlayStation 5. I do. What's what Does it burn you to know that I have both a PlayStation and 5 it, and yeah. the game? And, and I'm playing, playing Triangle Strategy. I put my Switch back. I thought it might have been here, and I could just be like, yeah. I'm playing Triangle Strategy. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't burn me whatsoever. Nah, that's good. Uh, last tidbit, Summer Games Done Quick. I know where you live. I can just fuck, go and that's get true. it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Summer Games Done Quick is returning to an in-person event for the first time in two years. I'm Interesting. about this. Like, in terms of the event itself, because you know what? We're never going to get people to admit that COVID is still a thing. <laughs> At this point. What's COVID? Exactly. So <laughs> like the the crowd, the crowd is part is it was a bit is a big part. Like I've I've watched game the games done quick stuff over the past couple of years. Like I really enjoy speedrunning in general. Like not doing it. I can't do it, but I can watch people do it. And like it's felt a bit dry because it's just a normal stream. <laughs> like basically yeah. like the crowd kind of makes it as as, as a, a great experience. Like some yeah. of my favorite speed runs from from games done quick events, so, but in part because of the crowd being there. That's fair. I understand that. And that's it. Sadly, done. we're just getting to the part of life where it's just like I can appreciate like where everyone says we have to live with it and everything like that. That is true. Well, uh, I mean, if we want to go just... down, living with COVID doesn't mean abandoning. Like, like we live with the. The, the 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 idea that we could get into high speed car accidents by yeah. mitigating those things with airbags and seat belts and you know like safety features like you don't live with something by abandoning all of the things that help you live with it <laughs> yeah at the end of the day like it's just like i i will continue to use the precautions i feel safe with to doing it absolutely like that. I mean, I was wearing my mask through. Like I said, I went to see churches on uh, last week, and like I, I wore my mask through the entire thing. Like I took it down, took a sip of water, and put the mask back up. Like well, I, I bet you I tested a little bit. I tested before, I tested after. I was fine, really. I wear a mask like up to ten hours a day, <laughs> <laughs> not including traveling to and from my day job. Like I'm fine. You do. I'm perfectly comfortable wearing a mask because you know what? It's not that difficult. <laughs> it is not. There's no doubt about it. But it's time <clears throat> for games uh, out this week. 
It's me. I'm still not used to it. On March 22nd. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? I was wait- I'm waiting for you. <laughs> no, no, shit, that's me. Uh, on March 22nd, Rune Factory 5 is launching on Nintendo Switch. Is the newest ranger for the peacekeeping organization Seed. Protect the frontier town by rounding up rowdy monsters with your official Seed-issued spell seal. We're not on a mission work with the people of Rigbath to help the town flourish through farming festivals and friendship. God. And then on March 24th, we have a memoir Blue launching on PlayStation, Xbox, Game Pass, Switch, and PC. A song from years ago triggers a flood of memories for champion swimmer Miriam. Embark on an evocative journey through her turbulent childhood and the complicated relationship she shared with her devoted mother. Also on March 24th, Norco launches on PC and also on Game Pass for PC. Norco is a southern gothic point-and-click ad- narrative adventure that immerses the player in the sinking suburbs and verdant industrial swamps of a distorted South Louisiana. It was also the, the the Tribeca Game Festival Awards winner last year at E3. Uh, on March 25th, Kirby and the Forgotten Land comes to Nintendo Switch. One day, a strange vortex appears in the sky over planet Popstar, sucking in everything around it, including Kirby. Waking up in an abandoned world where civilization and nature have become one, Kirby finds the Waddledees have been captured by a gang known as the Beast Pack. Now with his mystical new friend Elphalin by his side, Kirby sets off on a grand adventure to rescue the Waddledees and return home. Can't wait for mouthful mode. Also coming out on March 25th, Ghostwire Tokyo hits PlayStation and PC. Tokyo's population has vanished and deadly supernatural forces prowl the streets. Use an arsenal of elemental abilities to unravel the truth behind the disappearances and save Tokyo. Also on March 25th, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands comes to PlayStation, (coughs) Xbox and PC. Embark on an epic adventure full of whimsy, wonder and high-powered weaponry. Roll your own multi-class hero then loot, shoot, nope. Not in that order. Shoot, loot, slash, and cast on a quest to stop the Dragon Lord. And lastly, on March 25th, Fragments of a Mind comes to PC. Explore a surreal world of Cassandra's twisted dreams. Help her recover lost memories and reveal a dark secret hidden deep in her mind. Run, fight, and solve puzzles to reach your goal. And those are the games coming out this week. There are too many for me to say. I'm really looking forward to this one because basically all of them. Thanks, games industry. I'm going to die. I completely forgot that Tiny Dino's Wonderland was coming out. Yeah, so did I. Because Kirby's coming out that day. Ghostwire Tokyo's coming out that day. Norco's coming out the day before. Memoir Blue's coming out the day before. Tiny Dino's Wonderland is just down here somewhere. <laughs> like, buried under all these other games that I'm excited for. Like, And I feel kind of bad for it. But it's time for Open Critic Head to Head close out this podcast moody this is the game as you know i don't know why i'm explaining it to you this is the game we play every single week where we try to guess the open critic average of one upcoming game whoever guesses closest to the score at the time of recording gets one point if you manage to guess the score correctly you get two points last week we tried to guess the open critic average of stranger of paradise final fantasy origin i guessed it would get an 83 moody guessed it would get an 84 and at the time of recording stranger of paradise final fantasy origin has an open critic average of 73 which puts the current scores at amy six moody three we did not know where this was going to end up <laughs> like it was just a shot in the dark from both of us yeah um i have a question what's the question um well there's three big games coming out next week i don't understand why we just can't pick what 
the scores for all three. Just because, well, because you're three points behind. I don't give a fine <laughs> hoot about that. It's just the three games. I just do it one That's a week. All. We've had this just we have this discussion every year, and I just I do it once one a. I just do one a week. Because one, I can only be bothered to think of one score. <laughs> nice trust. Kind of yeah, sure. and and to, you know the reasons I've said in the past. <laughs> um, this week, it's Kirby and the Forgotten Land. <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie; I'm kind of feeling the same when it came to Final Fantasy Origins last week for this game because even though Kirby in the Nintendo space is a beloved franchise. Looking at the games I've looked at, it never hits high, really, when it comes to its review scores. Yeah, um, I get that. I mean, it's Kirby, right? It's not... And this is no disrespect to Kirby or the people who love Kirby. It's not a top-tier yeah. Nintendo franchise. But this that all I the gameplay of it, what I saw, looks... It looks so, great. looks great. It this really could be does. Kirby's breakout moment. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, could this be Kirby's breakout moment? Just like Horizon, not Horizon, then Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing was two years ago. Freaking, I think that was two. Years I don't ago. think. I don't think anything is gonna ever like Animal Crossing just happened to come out right when everybody needed something to distract themselves with. I don't think anything's ever gonna have that <clears throat> cultural impact anymore. No doubt about that. I completely agree. But we'll at least get to the good enough score where people are like. This was a really good game and it deserves a lot of love and attention and congratulations, Nintendo type of thing. Yeah. Or is it just gonna be a low a low a low eighties, a low eighty to low to some mid seventy type of game where you just go on It was a game. It happened. People um, enjoyed it, people Jesus were Christ. like meh type of thing. Like you know? if a game comes out and it's like average fucking review scores is in the eighties <laughs> and people are like meh. Something seriously broken with our entire society. <laughs> I did not realize that already. People complain when the Horizon didn't get 10 out of 10 for a lot of people. And when they got high scores saying, wait, why is the same score as the first one when you're all saying it's better than the first one? And it makes no logical sense. Your face like, oh. makes no logical sense. I fucking hate review scores for this exact reason. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. But um, no. Um, oh. Do I do it? Do it. Do Fuck do it. it. Do it. Idiot. Do <laughs> Should have seen that coming. Well, you'd be happy to know mine isn't anywhere near that. I almost put 99. 99. That's a cracking score. Oh, yeah, cracking score. 99. Better than Elden Ring. (laughs) Better than everything that's ever happened in video games. Um, I'm going 80. Like, I was always going to go 80. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know where I land on this. Yeah. I I feel like I've gone too low. But that's just my. But I like, I have to try. And, <laughs> like I have to try and like decouple my own personal hype when we do things like fantasy critic and, oh, and yeah. open critic head to head because yeah, it's yeah. like there's my personal hype, and it leads me astray so often. <laughs> and it's like I have to think like a game critic, and then I 
have an existential crisis and hide under my desk for a few hours. And then when I'm done with that existential crisis, then I'm ready to think of an average review score. I have this feeling it's going to land somewhere in the middle. <laughs> like Phil. And that's going to do it for episode 297 of the Words About Games podcast. Thank you very much for watching if you've been watching. Thank you very much for listening if you've been listening. Thank you for joining us in general. Um, we love that you're here. It's awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Moody, for being here. Con- continue. I've got, some, I've got something I want to say at the end. Um, oh, I was done. Um, how about that weather? Am I right? It's nice and sunny today. I um, wasn't very warm, though, which is the nice... It's a sweet spot that I find. Like I like it when it's sunny, but also not hot. <laughs> um shit you, you still need me to fill in like do you like my top a little or? bit yeah a little do you like bit. my top or all? it's just here above my head i got the smiling one there was like four different options in the glass cabinet and i chose the one that looks like the most psychotic i think it pairs quite nicely with the the grumpy octoplush which i used to change the mood every now and again of but like recently i think for the last month month and a half it's literally just been grumpy like the entire time um also, I didn't forget to turn the PlayStation light off. I, I, I'm sorry, I just I chose not to because the story that we were reading and I made a bit out of it. Um, Jesus Christ, Moody, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Uh, I'm not finding what I want to say. Okay, so. Um, um, so all, right, all, right, can- all right. Are we good? Right, I'm ready. Are we good? I'm I don't ready. need to I'm pick ready. the Yankee candle. All right, cool. I'm ready. Okay. Yep. All right. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. I thought that was it, and I was like, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Bad times do not last. But good people will always be good people. Love you all. Peace out. Shout out out to Scott Hall. Peace out. Peace out.